Hey folks, wanted to get this message out. I just got back from a deliverance conference put on by Greg Locke in the Global Vision Bible Church here in Mount Juliet. And I ran across uh, one of my previous guests, Todd Coconado, and wanted to replay that conversation we had at the uh, conference. I think it's very timely and necessary, and I'll be coming up shortly with another podcast where I go and talk to a lot of people that were there, some of their experiences, their their stories, uh, and just what they were, uh, what brought them to the conference, and also some amazing testimonies that I heard as well. So, but I wanted to get this out quickly so we could, so you could hear it and uh, just. Take a listen. Check out uh, Todd Coconado as well. He has a podcast, The Todd Coconado Show. He also is the president of Religious Liberties Coalition. He's a nonprofit national coalition for pastors and ministry leaders. He's the founder of Remnant News, which is a Christian news publication. So uh, he also has a, his church is an online church, so you can check out Todd Coconado, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com. Check that out as well. He is a sought-out-after speaker and presenter of the gospel and evangelist. So check it out and then look forward to a future podcast on a rundown on the Deliverance Conference at Global Vision Bible Church. Uh, I just ran across Todd Coconaut, excuse me, one of my previous guests on the podcast, and just wanted to get his input on what he's seen so far at, at this conference. Todd, thanks for Hey, Gary, it's good to be with you, man. Yeah. It's so good to be here in person with you. And uh, honestly, I'm, you can't see me right now if you're listening online, but I'm, I'm weeping because I was just telling Gary, you know, there's a lot of people that just say America's done, give up, you know, uh, contract into your cave and... And just kind of wait for the rapture, you know. But what we're seeing is the Lord is moving in city upon city upon city. Altars are filled. Beaches, people are getting baptized in beaches. I saw it in California. I saw it in Washington. We're going back to Idaho in a week. We were just in a Myrtle Beach. Uh, I mean, I can't even remember all the places, you know. And, and, and so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening. I really believe we needed to get to this place as a nation and as a church. Because we were complacent. And we were, for about 30 years, we really uh, have kind of lost our way as a body. I'm not saying that there wasn't people that were getting saved or God wasn't moving, but I feel like we kind of got into the, into the weeds and into celebrity Christianity and into apathy and complacency. And so God is allowing this shaking, which is difficult to go through because, you know, we see the political environment, we see a lot of egregious things. But I really believe that what's birthing from this is people are drawing near to God. That's what tends to happen in times of challenge is that people draw near to God. And it's unfortunate. I remember in 9-11, the churches were full, you know, and then all of a sudden it started weaning off and people kind of went back to normal. And, you know, but but there, what is normal is the question. You know, it was normal before COVID. Was that normal? Or, or, you know, was that the best that we could be? I really feel like God is saying, look, I'm coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. And he's coming back for the church uh, of Philadelphia, not the church of Laodicea. He doesn't want the compromised church. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And uh, he says that if you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out. So this is really a moment of decision for us all. It's a time for us to draw closer to the Lord. Uh, there was a great sermon by my friend Malachi O'Brien this morning. He was talking about fasting and praying 
and going deeper. And he was really emphasizing, I really agree with him, it's not about how many followers we have or you know us getting a platform or us having a big ministry. This is a time to really draw close and hunger and thirst for righteousness and cry out to God. And the Bible says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, will be saved. And so that's what I believe God wants for us as a church is to cry out to him, to be a repentant people, to be a people that hunger and thirst for righteousness, that, that be a people that truly draw near and, and call upon his name and pray and fast and seek his face. And, and so if we do that, I believe God is going to respond. In fact, he responds to the prayers of the righteous. That's what the word of God says, the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I really believe that this is a Second Chronicles 7.14 moment. I believe we have a decision to make. We still have a country. We still have our freedoms for the most part. Uh, like I mentioned, there's some very egregious things happening. But, hey, Roe v. Wade was just overturned all of a sudden. Uh, you saw the Georgia Guidestones come down in a day. To some people, that's not a big deal. But, hey, come down in a day. Um, you know, there's things that are happening. And I really believe this is a time of big faith. And so it's not a time to go into our cave and wait to be raptured out. This is a time to occupy until he comes, to stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future, to remember what the Word of God says, the faithful fervent prayer, the faithful fervent prayer. What does that look like? Faithful fervent prayer, all in. You know, and, and I think that he's also really making us take a, you know, a check on our own heart and saying, is my heart in the right place? Has it been in the right place? Can I go deeper? Well, certainly we can. You know, I had an opportunity to meet uh, Billy Graham before he passed, and uh, I remember something he said very distinctively. But even in his very senior years in the ministry, he said, I'm ever the child in Christ. I'm always growing. And that really impacted me because we always have to be growing. We always have to be saying, Lord, what can I do to, you know, have another layer peeled away? How can I go deeper in, in you, Lord? I want to be in your presence. And, and just, you know, there's so many different things. And I'll just, I'll share this, Gary. You know, this is kind of crazy, but... It's a true story. Uh, last August, I was sleeping, and I have a little daughter, and she was in our bed, you know, and, and my wife was sleeping, and she was sleeping. And I think it was a dream, but I saw an angel. It was so real. And um, I, I, I would, you know, the first thing the Bible says every time that there is an angel, an angelic experience, the people are paralyzed with fear. And that's what first came over. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I realized, no, this is not a demon. It's, it's something holy. It's, it's an angel. So then I, I was okay. And it just said two things to me. It said, be consecrated and come out from among them. Be consecrated and come out from among them. Now, I've been a pastor for over 20 years. You know, I've been in the ministry many, many years. And, and so I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, do I need to get more consecrated? You know, what, what do you mean come out from among them, you know? And, and that was last August. So it's a whole year ago. And this last year, God has just been taking me deeper. And I've really been inquiring, what, what did that mean? Now, you know, I woke up from that and I, you know, I think I woke up. I mean, it was so real. It might have been just happening. I was like half asleep, but it was so real. But, you know, after that happened, I was just like, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I went into my prayer room and I'm just sitting there for hours until it got morning. And then it's just, you know, ever since then, I've been thinking about it. And those two things come out from among them and be consecrated. You know, we've been trying to live in this Babylon system. We've been trying to stay on these social media platforms that censor us. Now, you know, the, all these different things that we do in our culture, we've been trying to be like the culture yep. instead of being the head and not the tail. We've been trying to be, you know, approved by the culture instead of leading the culture. Right. And so I really believe what God wants of us is to come out from that Babylon system, the entirety of it, and to, and to be the head and not the tail, to be the church, and then to be consecrated means set apart. You know, stop with the compromise. And this is all of us. I'm preaching to myself. 
Stop with the compromise because look at, look at the world right now. The world needs Jesus. We have the answer. Jesus is real. This is reality. This is the reality of the situation. The spirit, the spirit of, of um, the spirit of, of religion. Yes, has destroyed the church. Come on. Man. And and what I've heard from different people, and just what we did with these young people today, we 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 prayed for them. We're consecrating them to go out and be the the voice. And it's it's the. The no names yes, that are out there, right. you know, that's people right, about, you know, a guy that just thinks he's going to start a podcast to just to, to get the word out. Just anybody, it doesn't have to come through straight from the top, that's from right. the pastors, because right. 2020 to me was a wake up call to yes, the church, was. and you and we see how well that woke pastors up. It didn't, it didn't, Should've, and yet right? the, the, I mean, yeah. the people in the the pews are going, "What are you doing? Can you not see this?" That's right. And so. We've got to have a heart for these pastors. We've got to pray for these pastors to begin to see the light, to see the growth. Like Pastor Locke was saying, his church knew about deliverance before he did. Yes. And he's preaching. This, this was a, a Baptist. You know, Greg's my friend. I mean, literally, he was a Baptist preacher. He didn't even know about some of the gifts of the Spirit. And, and the Lord just led him this direction. Why? Because he'd been seeking the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Spending time in the secret place. And, and now we're looking at a tent full of like 3,000 people that are crying out to God. The altar's filled with young people. And this and Greg would say this, this is not about him, this is not about right, this ministry. Right. It's just simply about standing and, and saying yes to the Lord and yes to His Spirit. None of us are perfect, none of us have it all figured out. Right. But we need, what, like you said, Gary, it, we've got to stand, we've got to, we've got to fight, we've got to, we can't, we have to understand the God that we serve. We have to understand that we can tap into the power of His Holy Spirit. And we can take back this territory for the kingdom of God. So don't give up. Don't grow weary in doing good. Use this time to go deeper. Get into the word of God. Hide it in your heart. Declare and decree. I'm telling you. And, and, and start praying. If your family needs prayer, start praying for your loved ones. Start praying for your friends. And trust God that he's going to do a miracle. I was a messed up person in Hollywood when I was younger. I was a child actor. I got stabbed nine times. I went in the presence of the Lord. It was my Damascus road. But... God has done a miracle in each and every one of our lives. Every day that we get up is a miracle. Every day that we breathe is a miracle. If you've had a child, that's a miracle. I mean, the fact that we have a roof over our head, we have food on the table, we are a blessed people. And so I really believe that God is waiting for us to show up and to say, use me like the prophet Isaiah, send me. And once we do that, I'm telling you, it's limitless. Like you said, he's using the hidden remnant people for a time as this. It's amazing. Yeah, and don't be afraid of it. Be available. God is walking around this earth looking for those yes. He can use. Yes. And the devil is too. Yeah. And that's what we need to be awake to. That's the right. devil's around, walking around this world, looking for those He can destroy, control. This deliverance conference is a start for the awakening of a church yeah. to attack. Yeah. We've been so long, we've not attacked. We've been, like you said, Church of Lodice, Lodicea. <laughs> you know, we're just lukewarm, and it's time for a fire to come about. And I think one of the things, and here in Mount Julie, it's starting. You know, it's starting through this. And and uh, thank you for what you do on your podcast uh, and your your organization, you. and just you. preaching the word. I mean, it's one thing I liked about you. You would constantly talk about the secret place and being intimate with the Lord, because that's the first start. That's the first place you got to go. That's and that's. Honestly, for those that aren't aware of that, for me, that is the hardest, most dangerous place the devil wants me in. 
And so he does everything hook, crook, steel, keel to keep me out of that closet in my house to pray. And so for those that are listening, if you have a place, you don't have a place, find a place and get in it. And I'm preaching to myself like you said, you know, because that's the key. None of it matters if that's not the first place. That's right. If you have that, you know, it's like any relationship. You know, if I were to neglect my wife, I mean, I go on the road a lot. I try to bring her with me everywhere because, you know, I don't want to neglect her. I want to have a good relationship. I want to be in communion. I want to be, you know, we're one before the Lord. And, and so it's the same thing with God. We can't neglect that relationship. We, we want to not just, you know, go like Santa, you know, hey, I want this, I want that, you know, wish list. We want to hear what God's saying to us. We, you know, my sheep hear my voice. And he'll speak to you if you listen, you know. And some people say, well, I can't hear the Lord. Stay in that secret place until you do. He will speak. He will speak. I'm telling you, there's times when I sit there and I say, Lord, I don't hear anything. And then I get on my face and I start putting on worship music. And I start crying out and weeping. And all of a sudden, the Lord starts moving. Get into the Word. He'll speak through the Word of God. You know, fresh revelation. Let me ask you one last tough question. What is what is a father, a husband, or a a wife when there's disunity because of because of what we've gone through yeah what can a, a man or a woman do whichever side they're on where the other spouse may not be a hundred percent on board uh, the, the man or woman has has failed in many attempts not praying for the wife not praying for the children and, and fighting his own battles right. or his her own battles what what you know, you, it's it's easy to say, go get in your closet and yeah, pray. Yeah. But there's so much out there that's keeping everyone from doing that. Man, is yeah. there something you can say that just kind of helps? You know, the Holy Spirit is going to move, but sometimes it's just constant, long term. You're walking through the valley of the shadow yeah. of death, and you just got to keep having faith. Keep having faith. Keep having faith. Don't give up. Right. Such a good question. Um, you know, I think there's more people in this position than we realize because a lot of people don't say publicly what they're going through. Um, you know, I hear this almost every day, and I went to the Lord about this. Now, my wife, you know, she pretty much is on the same page, but, you know, there's some things that maybe we once in a while don't agree on. But for the most part, she is. But for a while, she wasn't, and I had to pray it through. And I'm a preacher. I'm an evangelist. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. Um, the Lord, when I was going into the prayer about this and I finally heard the spirit speak and he said you could be one of two people in this relationship you could be the person that's not hearing from me or you could be the person that's hearing from me he says which one you want to be I said well I want to be the person that hears from you he says well okay then you're in the better position so then you your job is to pray (laughs) because if you're the one that's asleep and the other one's awake well then the other one's praying for you so that's the thing is our job is to be an intercessor and to war for our family to war for our children to war for our spouse we can't just give up. Listen, when you have the breakthrough, you go into such another level of depth and, and, and you, re, you realize like, you know what? I fight for all these different things. I fight to, you know, people fight for everything in life to have a good job, to, you know, make good money. Why don't we fight for our family? Why don't we fight for our yeah. spouse? You know, we have to. And so, and when you do that, the Lord responds. Like you said though, Gary, it might not be right away, but just be faithful and show them, they're watching you. They're watching your actions. And sometimes you don't realize it, but, you know, the word of God does not return back void. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. there's, you're always moving the needle as long as you're staying in the right mindset and you're in the spirit. And so that's the key. We can't control any other person, but we can't control ourselves. 
And so that's where the, it's a fruit of the Spirit, self-control. So if you walk in that fruit of the Spirit, the Bible says you know them by their fruit, what happens is other people respond. There's a Greek word, it's called ekbalo. It's kind of a funny word, ekbalo. And it's, it's it, what it means, and it's many times in the Bible, in fact, when, you, uh, when, when we're commissioned, go and make disciples, it's go. Go out, cast out, drive out. That's what that Greek word means. Go out, cast out, drive out. What that means is that when we come into the room and we're filled with the Spirit of God, we've spent time in prayer, we have an active prayer life, you know, we fasted, all these different things. What happens is literally the atmosphere shifts, it changes. And that's our mission as Christians right now in this place. That's why we can't retract. Because if we go out and we cast out and we drive out, that's how we take back the territory. And sometimes our biggest ministry is right there in the house. So, you know, I, I look, I could go all over the country and see, you know, many, many people saved and set free and healed and delivered. But if I can't do that to my own family, then what's the problem, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, hang in there. Don't be discouraged. That's the biggest thing the devil wants to use. Um, I'll give you a little, uh, one of my, my hint, uh, secrets here. Go on to YouTube and put in David Wilkerson. Oh, yes. Okay, and yes. listen to some good David Wilkerson yes. sermons. And Carter Conley. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and you'll get fired up because that man, he was really ahead of his time. And I feel like a lot of the things that he said were for this hour. Right. And uh, he gets it. And, and so, you know, just just be, fill yourself up. Feed your soul. And then go into that prayed up and watch what God does in your family. I've seen it with spouses, millions, I mean, not millions, but thousands of times in the ministry right. over the years. I've seen it with kids that people thought would never come back. In fact, we just had one this week. The girl was totally messed up, you know, sleeping around, drugs, alcohol. The, the mom would have thought it never would have changed. And now she's a preacher, man. I'm telling oh, wow. you, within a wow. month, something shifted in her life. And that was the prayer of the righteous. And so it happens sometimes suddenly, but hang in there. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. Know that people are praying with you. Get intercessors on your team. Find like-minded individuals and partner with them in prayer and watch what God does. Great. Thank you so much, Todd. Todd. It's it's been a pleasure. Yes, Yes, great words. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Remnant Revolution. Until next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.